Thank you for listening to another episode of the Grit for 60 podcast. But first, a message from the folks over at MyBookie. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code THPN to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code THPN to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, and get paid. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Grip for 60 podcast. My name is TC. You can call, uh, well, my name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. Uh, and joining me from the Independent Alligator. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm TCJ, also known as Brendan Farrell. So this is the Grip for 60, Grip per 60 podcast, Jack Roslovic edition. Oh, there you go. I like that. Um, what? I said I like that. Yeah, I thought it would be good to uh, give him a little bit of recognition in this this episode, um, because we talk so much about Connor Hellebuck and so much about um, Nick Ellers, Kyle Connor. It's it's Jack Roslick's turn. He you had mean the points on Saturday? You mean the Nick Ellers that's not getting traded for Darnell Nurse? That Nick Ellers? Yes. Sorry, that that trade rumor still cracks me up. Who says no? The Jets. Why would the Jets even? Why would the Jets hang up the phone without laughing first? Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. So, the Jets played two games. They finally played a game since we've done a podcast. So that's Woo! we can finally talk about meaningful Jets content again. Woo! You have no idea how hard it was to to get thirty minutes of content during the like the the what two weeks that they didn't play a game. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. But Jets hockey is about stupid trade rumors that were never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about Brendan Dillon. That's what we did. <laughs> we did. A little too much Brendan Dillon. But uh, real Jets content is back, and they played very un for the first two games. Un-Jetsy. 
that's the term I'm going to use. That's Jetsy. Un un Jetsy. Un hyphen jet and then an S Y. I don't like it. Mm. Well, that just sucks for you. Kind of does. And so the Jets, they beat, or they they beat the Blues on Saturday, and then uh, before that they lost to the Bruins on Friday. But, but you know what? You know what? Uh, both of those games, they looked pretty good. Pretty good in both. I mean, they only gave up four goals in two games against good opponents. Against good opponents. The Bruins are a playoff team, and the um, Blues are probably going to win the division. So, well, it, it might depend on how uh, Colorado plays out these games in hand because they're they're down eight points, but they got three games in hand. So you know, you win a couple, and well, maybe you're just tracking the Flyers. So I mean, yikes! I mean, the Flyers are decent. Yeah, that that that, uh, that metropolitan division is is tough stuff. Fact. Can we can we forfeit some of the Western Conference spots to the East? I I would love that. It would actually, make except no, easier. we can't. We can't because then the Jets would be out. So. But but do you see? Do you see what's going on? Like that is a logjam. There are teams that can legitimately earn like a hundred points this season and miss the playoffs. Like that could happen. Meanwhile, you could earn ninety in the West and still make it. You could earn ninety in the West and win the division. I'm I'm afraid to find out how many points the Pacific winner is going to have. It's going to be Arizona. They're going to get eighty nine. I don't know. Arizona's falling apart lately. The Athletic has the Canucks winning that division at ninety eight points. Which is more than I thought it would be, but that's still like Generous. pretty pretty bad. Like the Sharks had like a hundred last year, I think, and they finished second in that division. Tell me real quick, so we can get this back on track. How yes. many points do they have the Jets finishing with? <laughs> they have the Jets finishing dead last at eighty. Dead last? Sacks. Yeah, dead last. Yeah, Adam, and with how many? I oh, sorry, I talked over that part. Eighty-five point six. I mean, it's not great. The problem uh, it's also is like, that's high for a last place team. Yeah, but the problem is that like that entire division is within the playoff conversation. <laughs> like the Western Conference is, you just take the three teams out of the the bottom three teams from the Pacific, like just yep. eliminate them. Everybody yep. else is still in it. Rip. Everybody else is projected to get at least eighty five points. Um, but I, it's just. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. The, the, the division is dumb. Everything about the Western Conference is dumb and silly. Why can't we just have the best 16 teams make the playoffs? Because the schedule Why is imbalanced. Why is that too much Schedule is imbalanced. Schedule is imbalanced? What does that mean? Like, not everybody plays the same teams. Oh, The same okay. number of times. Right, like... Mm. Like, last year the Lightning and the Bruins and the Leafs had the advantage of being able to play the rest of their, like, horrible division last year? I think I would still prefer to this mess. Yeah, well, because the Pacific Division can't get out of its own way. I'm sorry, the your all-star game champions can't get out of their own way. Yeah. 
Because the All-Star game is the best way to decide which division is the best in the league. No, that's terrible. Do you know how broken Connor McDavid is three on three? My logic is perfect. No. Undeniable. Unfair. Undefeated. Okay, let's talk about the Jets. Yeah, Jets. As I was trying to do, and then we got super sidetracked. Yeah, it's fine. Our our sidetracks are fun. So. Yeah, they're fun. People listen. Um, I think. I don't know. I've been told people listen. I don't actually. I haven't actually seen the listener. So. I don't think anyone is stopping you in the streets of Jacksonville and being like, "Hey, you're the guy from the podcast that talks about the hockey team in Canada." Right. Yes. Yeah. No. Like literally the farthest team away from us. Maybe like the Canucks have us be just sheer like east west wise. I, I was gonna say yeah, probably the Canucks. I don't right. think Winnipeg is is it that far north? It's decently far north. Mm. At least at least Winnipeg doesn't play in the Southeast Division anymore. That was a fun year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Your division rivals are in. Uh, let's see, Carolina, Washington D.C., and Florida. Have fun. I have many questions. Yeah. All right. Getting back to things. Jeez. That we are we are definitely going to talk about the Jets. Can we just football. turn this podcast off and watch football. It, it is, yeah. So for those who don't know, we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to think about hockey when you're in the South and it's Super Bowl Sunday. But. I just want to say, boy, that Patrick Line goal was beautiful. Oh yes. Just. It's everything I want out of Jets hockey. It's Nikolai Ellers blazing through the neutral zone, wrapping around the net, and finding a wide-open Patrick Line who one-timers it. Like, Jets. Perfect. That is just... To me, that's the best use of everybody's abilities on this team. And by everybody's, I mean Line's and Ellers. And somehow Pionk gets a secondary assist, but that's... I mean... Ellers attracts like three, maybe four defenders going all the way around the net. And Line just has to like put it high enough so the goalie can't reach it. Like beautiful. Right. No, I, I totally, totally agree with you. Do that every single game. Who's going to stop that? Who's going to stop that? Not many. No, not the Bruins. If the Bruins can't stop it, like, Maybe Washington, who might be better defensively, I guess. Or, well, if you're playing the Lightning, you might not have the puck. Um, but hey, uh, you know, for uh, as much talk as there was with Patrick Line's slow start, at least when it comes to the goal scoring department. He's got 18 goals. Uh, 19. 19? 19. Because he's got four in his last... Five. He scored against St. Louis. Oh, he scored the yeah. He got the empty netter there. I was yeah. I was looking at the page from the Bruins game because, I mean, we were, we were talking about the Bruins game. Yeah, I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But that, I I was thinking during the bye week in that people talk about how much more of a well-rounded player Patrick Liney has been this season. Like he's had more assists and whatever. He looks better in his defensive zone. And he's a plus 10, so he must be, like, a really good defensive player. Because, you know, he has a positive plus minus. 
But I'm not sure if making Patrick Line more well-rounded actually makes him a better player. What do you mean? Like, I feel like part of that just kind of turns Patrick Line into a guy. So you think making him more well-rounded takes away from what he does well? Correct. So you're, put, you're trying to make him into something that he's not. Yes. Interesting theory. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Um, but I think there's something to saying, okay, you have to do more than just score. And that's think, fair. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you just sit there and you be like, I don't know, Tom Spanik or somebody, you know? Like I mean, a, a good goal scorer is just known for just not giving a shit about defense. I mean, a young Alex Ovechkin is really the only player that I can think of that can get away with just being score guy. That's funny because, like, I was thinking about Adam Oates' era, Alex Ovechkin, where it was, like, trying to make Ovechkin play defense or whatever. Oh, he had, like, yeah. The worst, he had, like, back-to-back, like, pretty meh years for Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. But, I don't know, that was just a thought I had while thinking about uh, stuff on the, on the bye season. I wanted your take on that. Um, I'm going to move on and talk more about this game. This is, you know, the Jets played really well. They outshot the Bruins, the Boston Bruins. I believe they're still leading the division at this point, but Tampa might be catching them. Um, they outshot them 38-25. 38! Tuka Rask made 37 saves. Yeah. No, I mean... And- the Jets found out what it's like to be on the other end of a Connor Hellebucking. <laughs> a, a Connor Hellebucking. You can it, put, it, you can, you can verb Connor Hellebuck's name into a podcast, but you won't, you won't uh, try to put Bloopy in one of your articles. You know, you said bloopery. Bloopery. Bloopy, I guess, would make more sense. Hmm. But. It's Connor saying Connor Hellebucking isn't as catchy as back in 2010 when we were saying that uh, the Canadians were just halocking people. Oh, halocking does sound I, like just... I still I still say halocking anytime that oh. anything like that happens. Beautiful, but I do I do think there is something poetic about saying it's a nice Hellebucking. He did. Oh, he he pummeled the crap out of him. That was a. That was a hella bucking. Hella bucking sounds like you just won a big battle in the corner. But it's absolutely not what it is. It's, it's not Connor. Hell, that's not what he does. No, he's just yeah. he's just Connor Hellebuck. Just beautiful man too. But yeah, like you look at high, fancy stats update here. Oh boy, this wasn't score effects. Like the Jets came out and outshot. The, the Bruins pretty badly in the first period and the second period was pretty even and then they poured it on in the third period. I mean, at that point, they were, they were trailing. Um, so I want to point out that the official shots total have the Jets uh, behind in shots in the first period, way ahead in the second period, and then way ahead in the third. I'm wondering if they just... I guess they just like missed a bunch of shots, like not even putting them well, on the wall. Well, there was a lot of penalties in the second period, like yeah. way too many penalties in the second period. Yeah. So if you're looking at five on five shot attempts, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at I'm looking at five on five. Yeah, 
And I've, I looked at the second period, and I was like, wait, there was only nine, not even nine and a half minutes of yeah. 5 on 5 in the second period. But and, and that was going to be my next point, was going to be the reason this team lost, they allowed two power play goals. You can't be this team and be on the penalty kill as much as they did in this game. Now, the penalties were pretty even, but, like, your, your power play isn't good enough to make up for your penalty kill. Yeah, having an 0 for 6 uh, effort on the power play is a pretty ungood recipe for success. Right, and, you know, it, it is 0 for 6, which is terrible, but when Tuca is playing like he did, how much is that, well, we were 0 for 6 on the power play, we need to change something. Really, though, how many how many games between an East Coast and a West Coast team or an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference team happen where there are over 70 penalty minutes? Not many. Right, because nobody... Maybe Detroit, Colorado, I would guess. Yeah, I was would say, like, best. like, nobody outside of Detroit, Colorado... That would, because Detroit that used happened. to be in the Western Conference, like that. Yeah, but even then, like, those two teams don't even hate each other anymore. Well, I mean, Detroit's not good enough for Colorado right. to care. Well, also, like, all the guys on those teams that hate each other, like, they're gone. They're long gone. Right. And, yeah, you know, not that they're in separate conferences and they both, or the Red Wings suck. doesn't matter. I just thought that was odd. Have... Well, maybe another Canadian team in the Canadians, like, I don't know. I'm just assuming most of Canada hates the French part of Canada, but maybe that's me being ignorant. Um, also, um, was it that, that quote-unquote fight between Brad Marchand and Nikolai Ellers? Eh. Where Ellers doesn't even, like, get his gloves off? Oh, yeah. Mm, okay, sure. That's a fight. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, that's what it was called, so that's what we're going with. I, I don't have an explanation for you. I don't think it was an obviously bad hit, and then, like, Marshawn just rips his gloves off and just, you know, goes after him. It's like... Here's something you, that I just... You're allowed to hit people in open ice. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, here's something I just thought of, though, not to change the subject. I, you know how much I like talking about Ellers. Um, how... How big in the doghouse do you think Sammy DQ is for taking a slashing penalty that then led to the game-winning goal? I think at that point, it's not even a doghouse. It's just like a shed. It's just... just a... I was going to say like a mini house, but I'm like, that's just a shed. You mean a tiny house? Tiny house, yes. Tiny houses are quite popular and cozy, from what I've been told. I'm, but I'm thinking that this is not going to be a, no, this is not, a cozy no, this is not a cozy house put put not a cozy house on a t-shirt mm. i don't think that one's as much we, as our we, last one we can worth. do better yeah we can do better yeah. um okay do you have anything else oh i know what i'm forgetting about this game as much as we talked about um Laurent Bro- uh, not Laurent Bro- as much as we talked about um Tuka Rask, I did want to talk about Laurent Brossois because he was good. I mean, the, the Bruins only got 25 shots on net, um, but I'm not going to blame him for either of the goals, really. Um, and he, he did everything he could to keep the Jets in this game. It's just 
And it's, it's, that's the one thing that the Jets have been missing over the last month is goaltending, right? Um, right. You talk about how their goaltending fell off a cliff, and that's a big reason that they kept losing games. Brassois did everything you want out of a backup and more in this game, which is good to see. Right, and especially given some of Brassois' other performances this season. Yeah. Like, that's fine. That's acceptable. Especially if you're a guy with an 885 this season. Do you think Brassois just played his way into a trade? <laughs> no. No? No. <laughs> no. That's, that's it. I literally just got done saying it's an 885 this season. You're like, oh, but what if he gets traded? Well, that's been one of the rumors. And if he keeps playing like this. He has a save percentage in his career of 904. Hey, Duval. Hey. Duval. That's that magic number. 904. But let's go. It's you also that You say 904 like that's a bad thing. I mean, it's not great. Yeah. We'll say parents probably not, but it is the magic number. And anybody listening to this in Canada is going to have no idea what I'm talking about, no. but it's fine. I don't need your recognition. I do like your listener though. Um, you're listening. I do appreciate. Um, you got anything else you want to get off your chest about this one? All right, let's uh, move on to the Blues game. A nice 5-2 win over a divisional opponent, so that's nice and pretty. Well, two of those were empty netters. Yeah, it's fine. It was more or less a 3-2 win, which is still really good against the the Blues. I don't want to take anything away from this this Jets win. This is where Jack Rosovic comes into play. What were you going to say? Are you saying that the Jets won a one-goal game? The, uh, m- more or less. Anyway. They, they scored two empty net goals. Just wanted to point that out. Because I enjoy pointing that stuff out. Because Patrick, Patrick Line and Blake Wheeler have to get theirs on the nights that, you know, Jack Rossovic shows up. Um, I mean, not that the Jets are going to be in a fight with the Blues for a playoff position, but, you know, always nice to rack up those divisional wins. Yes. Yes. Plus, you get, another, is, you get another regulation win, so that's nice for tiebreakers. And it's good coming off of that Boston game. It's good to see them play this hard the day after and get rewarded for it because you just played your ass off and didn't get rewarded for it. You didn't get anything from that Boston game. And now they come into here and they get the full two points. St. Louis goes home with nothing. Yeah. No, totally agree. Um, and well, and it's well, they've got a few days before they uh, they have to play Nashville. So the looking forward, they get Nashville and then St. Louis again, but in St. Louis, and then a very winnable game against Ottawa. So I guess having this confidence going forward is very important. Particularly, this Nashville game is going to be huge. Oh yeah, huge. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Two Central Division teams fighting for a playoff spot. Undoubtedly big. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, right. Um, but Jack Roslevic, man, I keep saying his name. I haven't actually gotten to say what he did. Three points. 
two goals and an assist. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. And, Please don't, and to, don't trade him. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking. Well, but you were the one telling me to trade him. I know. I'm just. I was the one saying we probably should keep this guy around. I know. I was, I was just joking. Um, the first goal was one of my personal favorites, just because it started with Sammy Nikiu feeding a beautiful pass uh, to to through defenseman to Jack Roslovic. Just take that, coach. Play Nikiu more. Nikiu, by the way, first star of this game. Would you look at that? There you go. Whatever makes you happy. Um, somehow the guy with three points in this game did not get recognition for the, the – he got the third star, which is weird to me. But I thought this game was a pretty even game. Shot attempts are pretty even. Yeah. Expected goals are pretty even. Uh, you know, you got that little extra boost from, from finishing. and Yeah. You just kind of win games that way. And Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. You know, they they tried to Hel- – Connor Hellebuck better than Jake Allen – or not Jake Allen. Um, Jordan Bennington confirmed. They really tried their best to blow this. and They, they did. They really did. <laughs> but in their defense, like, the, the second goal, Ryan O'Reilly's goal, perfect. What do you want, what do you want to do to, to, to stop that? Like, that was a bullet up into the top corner. Like, right. It was just turn and shoot. It wasn't even like they – they were defending poorly. It wasn't a point blank shot. It was like the face off circle ish and just like picked a corner. I guess maybe you want Connor Hellwick to get that, but that's asking a lot from a guy who's already given you so much. Like, yeah, once again, please don't murder Connor, murder Connor Hellbuck. Just, well, they got the win, so no one's going to be mad. I know. I'm just saying, like, just a sheer number of like mileage that they put on him this year. Please oh, do not, oh, okay. Please do not kill Connor Hellbuck. Yeah. Make your daily prayers to the hockey gods. Um, but before we before we talk about the game in general, I do want to ask you: What do you think is the ceiling for Jack Rostelvik? What do I think the ceiling is? Yes. Where do you, where do you see he see his ceiling? I mean, probably just as a middle six guy which is kind of the role he's playing now, so. And, like, that's fine. His on-ice impacts are usually pretty good, too. So. I mean, I just like watching him. I think he's got good instincts. He knows where to go when he has the puck, and he knows where to put the puck. Like, that Andrew Kopp goal was him receiving a pass and giving it right in, right where it needed to go for Andrew Kopp to skate onto it and score. Like, it was an entry pass that just set cop up beautifully. Um, very direct style, which is good usually. And it's good for him. For, to me, it's good to see him finally get the, the numbers behind it. Yeah. I, I see him as a nice middle six option that you keep moving forward. If you, you know, if you want to, though, so th- if you want, if you want to flip it for defense, I don't think that's a big issue either. I think he could be a good second line forward. Um, I think that's where I see his ceiling. Because uh, I think he's, I think he's got another gear, uh, and he's young enough to keep moving forward. I think 
Um, right. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys that you give more playing time and all of a sudden, you know, they start playing a lot better. Right. Um, I don't know if I necessarily, necessarily see him as a first-line guy in a few years, but a really good second-line guy, I think, is where I see his ceiling. Maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are. Would I flip him for a defenseman? Probably not this deadline. Well, but then he's a restricted free agent, and I have to re-sign him. So that's kind of the uh, maybe you re-sign him and you flip him in the summer. Maybe, but that's a whole another question for another time. Um, what else did you see from this game? Uh, I mean, they kind of. I mean, they definitely turtled into the third period. Well, yeah, that's pretty much to be. You got a three nothing lead. Yeah, what and is every NHL coach going to do with the three nothing lead? I know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not saying yeah. it's a no. I'm not saying it's a great idea. You but know, every NHL coach is going to do it. What's you know what's better than having a one goal lead and just letting your your opponent have the puck the entire well, time? When the, when the third period started, it was a three goal lead. I thought they had one in the same. No. Yeah. Nope. Anyway, you know what's being up? To the, you know what's better than being at three nothing and letting your opponent have the puck the entire time? Mm. I don't know. A four goal lead in the third period. I'm just just throwing that out there. But then they might score. So. Yeah, but you could also put the game away. Like but... it or not. Like it or not. Like I just think that. Being there and sitting back and letting you just saying, "Hey, have the puck. We're just oh no, sit absolutely. Here. Like, I, I agree. I was I was trying to play the role of hockey mind. Not to mention that it drives me nuts as a fan because I have like in big games, I just have like a heart attack every time that you get into that scenario. Right. I'm just saying it's less stressful for me to watch you play offense than defense, <laughs> especially this Jets team. I think that's true for most teams. You, I mean, it's very easy to just switch into panic mode, you know? Particularly, like, if you were watching the Capitals-Penguins today, when the Capitals turned it on in the third period, anytime they got near the net, it seemed like everybody was, like, not really thinking through everything, just like, keep the puck out of the net, keep the puck out of the net, keep this guy away from the – like, just not a lot of uh, – a lot of chaos, I guess, is what I'm saying. Which, defensively, not great. you have anything else you wanted to say about this game? This game? Connor Hellebuck. Always Connor Hellebuck. Always Connor Hellebuck. Just, just Connor Hellebuck. That's, that's Connor the tweet. Hellebuck. It's a full it's full thought there. That's it. You've got a – I think we're good on – we're almost good on time. So, just I, I just thought this was a good two-game stretch coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Nashville? Uh, I just want to say that we've got a big game coming up against Nashville. Huge. Humongous. Humongous, even. Big. 
I mean, just in sheer, like, when it comes to leverage, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, if this Jets team is going to try to push into the playoffs, which is going to be very difficult from where they sit, but not impossible, this is a huge game. I can't really think of a bigger game, to be honest. Well, plus, because Nashville has two games in hand. Mm. It's nice having one of those games at hand being against you. Like, you can control, like – how much behind Nashville is or how far behind Nashville is. Well, but if it's against you, then it's not really in hand. Right. Well, I'm just saying on like, oh, that's true. Never mind. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not doing my math correctly. I'll, I'll edit that part out. Uh, but you know what, what else is huge? What? Nashville's going to be missing Ryan Ellis, or at least from what I've Yeah, he's been hurt. So far. That could change between – now and Tuesday, I guess. I don't know what his, how serious his injury is, but that's a, that's a big, big miss there. Well, I'm sure that the Jets will miss the, the what, six guys on IR at this point? Well, that's Five, a good point. Just like I'm 16 million. I'm just saying there's, there's an opportunity there. That's true. I mean, the Predators have, got like you know, they're stacked. Stacked. Defensively, so – Having one of their best defensemen out, yeah. You, you got to remember, they still have Roman Yossi, who might end up playing the Norris this year. So, mm. I mean, well, especially especially now that Dougie Hamilton's out. Ooh, right. Well, but you say that uh, Daily Faceoff has Roman Yossi playing with Yannick Weber. So, if you're asking Yannick Weber to play tough minutes, that I mean, is that a great plan? Probably not I, I the just, best idea. I can already see Nikolai Ellers just skate right around Yannick Weber and finding a wide open Patrick Lyonet again. Let's do it, please. Paul Maurice, if you're listening. You're not listening. Okay, he's, that's fine. He's not. Brendan. Yeah. Can we make the Jets let uh, – Ellers, carry the puck in through the neutral zone around the net and find a wide open Patrick Line again, please. I don't know if we can meme it into existence, but I'll be rooting for it. <laughs> I want it to happen. So, Or even uh, Shifley below the net. That works so well. Shifley below, below the net to anybody. Uh, all right. You got anything else you wanted to say? Um... Let's go 5-2 Jets. Ooh, wow. Wow. 5-2 Jets, two from Loslevic, two Bold. from Ellers. Bold. Bold. One from Cop. Who was the one guy? Wasn't there one game that you said, like, Kulikov's going to score four goals or something? <laughs> I remember yeah, that prediction. Because, yeah, that was that was a bold prediction. Uh, you think? Just because um, – I forget why I did that now. Probably because we were dunking on Kulikov or something. Oh, probably. Oh, that was the other thing. Kulikov didn't look bad against Boston. He looked actually good. But the Jets, the problem is that the Jets are playing at home in this game. And they're straight up, like, even at home. They're 12-12-2. I consider that even because I just don't count overtime losses in my mind. 
Yeah, to me, to me, an overtime loss is basically a tie where you leave the arena feeling even worse than a tie. Oh. So, uh, well, that's not Jets related. I will take the Predators three to two in overtime. I'm no fun. Three to two in overtime. Yeah. Okay. I know that I am not very fun. This is true. I do want to point out, I still don't like the matchup between Philip Forsberg. Like, if Philip Forsberg and Lucas Suiza are on, on the ice at the same time, that that might be grounds for an automatic goal. Yeah, that's going to be pretty unfun now you bring it up. <laughs> but maybe maybe it'll be Forsberg and Morrissey who, you know, can actually skate. Or, ooh, you know it'll be fun? Forsberg versus Niku. That could be could be disastrous, but could also be a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Any final words? You've been trying to end this for like five minutes. I know. Um, well, we're recording this literally bef- like minutes before the Super Bowl comes on. So we're here. It's not going to start at 6.30. I know. I know. It's I still... They're singing the national anthem now. It'll be another 10 minutes before they actually sure. get going. That's true. But uh, Connor Hellebuck. That's all we're going to Connor Hellebuck. End every podcast with Connor Hellebuck. Put that on a t-shirt. There you go. Uh, so be on the lookout again for, um, individual team feeds from the hockey podcast network. Yes. Uh, also feel free to check out the hockey podcast networks, Twitter page and stuff. There are a bunch of like giveaways out there on their page that I keep forgetting about and retweeting that I'm just the absolute worst, but yeah. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Ripper 60 pod. And follow the Hockey Podcast Network to support the pod. Do all do a lot of other stuff. Like for instance, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network did a giveaway with with Gong Show gear. You know, be in tune for that kind of stuff. Go follow that page and and uh, go listen to some other podcasts by our friends over at the Hockey Podcast Network because uh, everyone there pretty much does a lot of good work. So yeah. With that being said, thank you again for listening and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.